In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. In the Lab time is now. Drew Doherty. Hi. John Harris right there. And you know what, John? We can't talk about the Texans today, okay? Okay. We'll do your player that you think might be around when the Texans are picking first. But after that, we're going to start and we're going to pick at least eight. We might go farther and do 16, but we're doing a draft. Okay. This is in the lab stuff. If you wonder why we call this in the lab, it's because sometimes John and I nerd out about stats or what would have happened if this, this is a pure in the lab type of in the lab. So today we're going to make a team. We only have 32 picks. Okay, that's for each NFL franchise right now. Mm-hmm. So you can choose one player all time from an NFL franchise. And once you choose that player from that franchise, you can't go back to the well. So you can't say, I want Walter Payton and I want Mike Singletary and I want Richard Dent as you're picking your 32-man team. You get one of those guys and then you got to move around. But you also got to have a kicker and you got to have a punter and maybe a guy who can return kicks or punts, but there's lots of opportunities. You can probably get a receiver or a a running back in that regard. But we're going to do that a little bit later. But first, John, okay. Mobile a couple weeks back, a lot of great players, but that's not just who the Texans are limited to as far as who they can choose. They've got eight draft picks, none in the first, none in the second, because of the Laramie Tunsil trade a couple years back. But their first is a third-round pick. It's going to be the top of that third round. Who's a guy to keep your eyes on if you're a Texans fan who's pretty good, could make an impact, and would probably be available around that time? Well, man, there are a lot of different ways to go with this. From the senior bowl, there were a couple of guys that I really enjoyed uh, watching, and I felt like, man, they would be really good. There's, we've talked a lot about this offensive line. I don't think the offensive line played up to its capability last year. There were some moving parts, then some injuries, all that kind of stuff. So, to me, and there's been some talk about what to do on the interior, I thought there were, there were three players at the Senior Bowl that I think could, could be around at 67. One probably more intriguing than the others. But the two names people may know, number one is Trey Smith from out of Tennessee. Now, to me, he's a top 20 talent. but there have been a lot of different things that have happened to Trey Smith. He's had some medical issues, some injuries. I think that's sort of kind of stunted his progress over the years and really kind of kept him from hitting his ceiling. And I think he is a top 15, top 20 talent, but I think he might get into that third round because he just hasn't kind of polished up his full game. So Trey Smith, a guard from Tennessee, who is a, a I really like him. Mm-hmm. I just don't know whether he's going to fall. Teams are going to fall in love with him because of all the issues that he has had. The other one is Creed Humphrey from out of uh, Oklahoma. He's played a lot of football in the Big 12. He's a former wrestler. And when you watch him, you're kind of like, yeah, okay. And then you keep watching, you're like, yeah, man, wow, okay. And you will keep watching, you're like, boy, he's really good. Yeah, he's very good. 
And that was kind of the way I felt at the senior bowl. I've seen him play a lot. And I texted a buddy of mine right before the senior bowl started. And I said, I said, what do you think about Creed Humphrey? I said, I can't figure it out. He goes, he's like, kind of like you. you kind of couldn't figure it out. The more I watched him at the senior bowl, the more it was like the way he played Oklahoma. And I think Creed could be around at the top of the third round. Now, I do think he maybe sneaks in the back in the second. But he's a center. And I don't know that teams are going to get all uh, excited about a center in the first couple of rounds. And so maybe Creed is there at 67. Now, the third guy – Wait, 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 save it, save it, dude. We, we don't want to go all the way. We, we don't want to shoot all our bullets at once, man. And I want to say a little something about Creed. Okay. A, he's a center and he wore 56. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Normally that's like a, a linebacker. That's a dude that's wearing that. Yeah. I like that. And then Creed Humphrey, is he better than Creed Bratton? Ooh, now that's a good question. On the field, yes. With a guitar, No. Working at Dunder Mifflin, yes. Working a website, probably not. So there's all that. Now, the one I wanted to get to, Drew, is this last one, is a guy I think that – and it's funny because I thought about you a lot because, first of all, just a whale of a football player. But also I thought about Drew's dozen with Quinn Miners from University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Make sure you put the whitewater part on there. We talked about him last week. Yes. And he is I – love, I, I love this guy. I love watching him, Drew. I think people at the Senior Bowl fell in love with him. And his story, t- to me, is kind of interesting because we see players from big schools all the time. They declare early. The Penn States, the Ohio States, the USC's, the Texas. These guys go three years, and then they, they declare, right? So, Miners declared early from Wisconsin Whitewater. And it really it caught my attention one day because somebody that I follow on Twitter tweeted out essentially like, hey, this guy has declared from a D3 school early for a 2021 draft. Mm-hmm. I was like and – the, and the tweeter was kind of like incredulous, like what is he doing? So I went and I found some tape and I'm like, oh, my God. This guy puts everybody on their backs. He is fun. Well, I mean – and then I'm like, okay, look. It's D3, eh, nah. But then I kept watching. I was like, he keeps doing it to everybody he plays. He's driving guys 10, 12, 15 yards downfield. Then I heard he's going to the senior ball. I was like, oh, I'm excited about this. And Drew, he did the same thing. He was going against Patrick Jones from Pitt. And Patrick Jones tried to work a move called the cross chop. And it's kind of this chopping kind of – and one basketball maneuver, kind of all in one. It's really kind of become the, the rage for a lot of really good agile pass rushers. And Jones tried to work this move on Miners, and Miners put him in the turf. And I was like, whoa. And, I mean, that was just one of many. Uh, and he wore his shirt up the whole time. Like, got a gut. He, showed, he showed belly. Like, it didn't matter. <laughs> his belly. And he loved it. And he had a, a, one of the funniest moments of senior ball. I was watching from afar, and I watched the running back walk up to him, and they can tell they were talking. And then I see the running back kind of point, like point. And then you see Miners kind of grab his belly. So the running back was kind of pointing at his belly. <laughs> and Miners just kind of grabbed it, you know, kind of like the old Philly fanatic would do, and shook it. And I was just like, that's awesome. And that, that's really awesome. So I think those guys can be around. And there, there are obviously a few other names. We can hit that in future weeks. But those are the interior linemen that I think could be there around 67. All right. It's time to draft. Oh, yeah. So to reiterate, 
Okay. We're choosing a team of 32 players. And I know a roster on game day has 46, but yes. we're going with 32, and then you can kind of fill in the back end with whoever. Right. We've got 32 picks. Okay. It starts now. You get to go first. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm letting you do it this time. Dude, there's I don't def- know if you there's can definitely see. strategies you can use. Yes. In this thing. One player per franchise. And once a player's ch- to- chosen, like you can't choose, or well, you can. If you want, you can choose uh, Tyron Matthew from the Texans if you want. But like, I can't choose Tyron Matthew from the Chiefs or Tyron Matthew from the Cardinals. Once a player goes off Ooh. the board or once a player is chosen, that's gone, it. Gone. No, multi, multiples. All right. Uh, no, well, okay. To a, to a degree. You can't go pick an Ed Reed from the Texans. No, no. No, okay. I mean, you got to that, – like, Well, you that's could. Your you pick. could if you wanted to, but you'd be a dope. Ooh. No, no. Okay. All right. Better safe. That does clear it up for a couple of players because – I, there was one in particular I'm looking at going, well, is he uh, this yeah. or is he Oh, uh, yeah, that? I know. Oh, I know. There's a yeah, few yeah. actually like that. Yeah, yeah, there, there are a few. There's there are a definitely a few. few. Okay, what about – okay, now here's a tricky one. What about the Titans? Do we include the Oilers in that group? Oh, yeah, that's the franchise. They're the okay. Oilers, yeah. Okay, they're the they're, – all right. All if right, you choose a Titan, down. you lose all credibility. Well, never mind, never mind, because I, I can't say that. Okay, My, th- this one's very easy to me. Go for it. Very easy because it is, to me, a priority position in the league. It's with a team where I struggled to find players. Mm-hmm. Really, what I was going to do, and you give me the first pick, to me, it's a drop-dead lock. It's got to be Anthony Munoz, the Cincinnati Bengals, the left yes. tackle. You go with Munoz right off the bat. Yeah. Bengals. Good choice. Ooh. Oh, man. All right. I had no idea what I was doing with the Bengals at all, and that just that, that handles it, so I feel good. All right. Yeah. So in that regard, in a similar situation, oof, it's really kind of tricky and really kind of tough. Yeah. But I'm going to go to Atlanta, and I'm going to take Deion Sanders off the board. Ooh, that's a good one. it. That's a good one because I – that's another it, – it, the, the one part of this was the franchise is trying to figure out – That's the like, beauty. Oh, man. Beauty. Okay. You're going the same way I'm going. Yeah, to a degree. Now, I also feel like there's a position that is probably more difficult than others. Now, left tackle is easy, but Cincinnati, to me, was hard. One team that has no issue as far as having plenty of players, but I think they have the greatest player at this position, and that's why I'm taking Larry Allen of the Dallas Cowboys at offensive guard. Solid. Yeah. You can see my. You can see how I'm building. I'm building with my lines, and so that's why I'm going with those two. And I'm yeah. staying fairly true to my board. Fair, I'm I say go, fairly true. <laughs> fairly true. I'm going to go to the New York Giants, and I'm taking LT, man. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so so LT's off the board. Oh man, I think I have the best corner and the best. Yeah. Pass rusher right right there. And it's tough because those two franchises, I think you're taking steps down after those two guys. Yeah, I I well, there's no question. Not to say I they're feel, great players, but I think those guys are like yeah. crop. And we should, with our first two picks, we should feel like Anthony Munoz, Larry Allen, two of the best offensive linemen 
two best offensive linemen. Um, all right, I'm going to do it right now because I do think when it comes to our franchise, I'm going to force you into having to make a decision on our franchise. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it and take Justin James Watt from the Houston Texans as one of my defensive linemen, edge rushers, however you want to do it. J.J. Watt is now a Houston Harris. No argument. I, that's who I would have chosen first from the Texans, simply because best player in the uh, league defensively. Yeah. As voted by the, the, uh, the folks three years, I think you could have made mm-hmm. a case for yeah. um, the 13th season too, even though it was a bad year. Okay. I have like a list and then I have a list. Mm-hmm. I had a list of just guys that I definitely want on my team no matter yeah. what. Yeah, you did the same way I did, yep. And then I've got another list each franchise. And so I'm going to go back to my list, and I'm going to go to the Cleveland Browns, and I'm going to take the guy that my dad has always maintained is the best football player of all time. Not the best quarterback, but the best football player of all time, Jim Brown. So I'm going to go with uh, him. It's a good one. He was amazing back in the day. Yeah. Retired early. Could have kept going. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was just – he was insane. Back when Sports Century – ESPN did that Sports Century series at the end of the last yeah. century. I think he was fourth maybe on the, uh, the all-time list. So, I'm going to yeah. go with Brown. That's, that's pretty – it makes it tougher on you choosing a Brown. I guess you got to go yeah. with Baker Mayfield now. I'm going to have to yeah, – I'm going to have to – I'm going to have to reach way back. But I think I have one for the Browns. And since you've taken a Brown, I don't have to worry – uh, about you taking a guy like Ozzie Newsome. So I could still get a Hall of Famer at tight end, which I've, I've thought about. But, you know, there are certain positions that I, I look at and go, all right, where do I feel like is the best? And then I thought about 2014, and I'm like, man, what if the Texans had drafted with the number one pick, Aaron Donald? Good choice. For Rams. So I'm going to make it happen. I'm putting a defensive tackle along with J.J. Watt and think about what could have happened. I'm putting Aaron Donald with J.J. Watt of the Texans. So, thus far, I've gone lines. Anthony Munoz, left tackle. Larry Allen, Cowboys at guard. And then the great J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald together. So, I've got two Hall of Famers and two active players that eventually will make the Hall of Fame. And amongst the two of us in Four, have we made four picks yet? You haven't made yours yet. So seven picks thus far. Three of them are the three players that have won defensive player of the year three times. That's pretty amazing. Pretty good. Pretty All right, good. I'm going to go back to the well uh, up front. I'm like you. you got to be good up front. And I think we're waiting. We're kind of dancing around the quarterback here. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to dance. I'm not taking a quarterback yet. I'm going to go back to the team that broke my heart so many times as a young lad. Loved them so much. Lots of choices of players you could take. But I'm going to take a guy who you can argue, I don't think he is, but you can argue is the greatest oiler of all time. Most people are going to say Earl Campbell, understandably so. I'm going to go with a guy because I think there's a lot of great running backs that you could cycle in there with Earl. And I might choose him – well, no, I can't because I'm doing this. But I'm going with Bruce Matthews because he can play anywhere. He was pro bowler at all five positions up front, but I'm going to choose him. So that – I can't take any Titans. I can't take any more Oilers. Yeah. 
but I'd like to take Earl Campbell. I've pretty much given him to you if you want. <laughs> you know, the thing about running back, I, I, you know, I don't want to lose the opportunity for running backs, but I just feel like there are some options at running back. There sure are. So I, so I don't, I don't feel, uh, I don't feel horrible about that. I'm going to stick with the, I'm going to stick with the lines and go back to the offensive line on this one. Okay. Because I watched this guy growing up and I felt like before he was injured, he was the greatest center that ever lived. I'm going to the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to take Dwight Stevenson at center. Good choice. Yeah, his last year in the league was 1987. He was an all-pro, and he'd been all-pro, I think, the previous yeah. four years before that. So Yeah, and so that takes my Dolphin off the board. And, you know, it's interesting because I had a, I mean, I had a bunch of Dolphins that I had written down, like, that I wanted to, you know, have on my board. And I was like – and then I wrote Stevenson. I was like, no, I, I, I've got to get – I've got to get him. Because after that, for centers – I mean, look, there are some options. There's no doubt. There's a great one. I don't want to give you any ideas. <laughs> But I felt like with Miami, I wasn't – Marino was not going to be my guy. And then I was like, where else would I go with Miami? And that, 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 that hit me, uh, and I'll go that way. Zach Thomas would have been another guy I'd look at a linebacker just because of how productive he was. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yes. I think, I think it's – There's no question. I think it's an no oversight question. right now that he, he should yep. be in the Hall of Fame. It was really cool. When I was in Lubbock, uh, I was there from 2005 to 2009. 06, 07-ish, uh, during that Dolphins bye week, the, the Lubbock Chamber of Commerce had him back, had Zach Thomas back, and they honored him. And it was a massive turnout. He was there. Jason Taylor was there. A few other Dolphins. I think Wes Welker was back. Cause yeah. I believe it was 06 because he would have been still with the Dolphins. Yes. It was really cool. Cool, uh, cool thing there. Okay. Um, Seattle is a tricky franchise. Yes. Go with Steve Largent, and, and you wouldn't be wrong going there with wide receiver, but – I like their left tackle. I want to be good up front. And I think this – Chester Pitt, so I'm with every Sunday at home when the Texans play a game, and he comes on the shows a couple times in the offseason. He played left guard. He started out as a left tackle, knows how tough it is to play offensive line in the NFL, and he is adamant about Walter Jones being the greatest left yeah. tackle of all time. He says it's not even a debate. And I tried to debate him and, and say Anthony Munoz, so he wouldn't have any of it. That's, that's for another time. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor Chester's pick here. This is kind of a, a proxy pick. And I'm going to go with Walter Jones, and I'm going to eliminate my Seahawks choice off the board. So I've Good. got an offensive line of Matthews and Walter Jones so far. Boy, that is – that's pretty good. Now, I'm going to go to a team that I, I felt like was – I felt like very tricky even though they've been around for 60-some-odd years. Well, but I think I know I start, where you're going. I started thinking about them going, man, what am I going to do from the Vikings? And I just – You like, have about 31 like, availabilities here. They, that was a really tough one. They have so many great, great players. Right. And then I started thinking, all right, where did they have a great player where – I feel like I can kind of continue with my theme in some sense. And I, I'm, I'm literally going one of two ways. But in my heart of hearts, I do feel like because of what I've done with the defensive line, I don't have to go there. So I'm going to go with guard, Hall of Fame guard, and I think one of the better ones ever, Randall McDaniel. 
from the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh. And I'm going to put him opposite Larry Allen. I was always a big fan of Randall McDaniel, the Hall of Fame offensive guard. So my offensive line has really has really come come into view. But I, you know, Drew, I struggled, and I don't know. Maybe that's it's because I grew up as a Packers fan uh, and just hated the Vikings. But there was one guy I considered, but then I was like, I. We talked about this earlier. Randy Moss, is he a Viking? Is he a Patriot? Like, what is he? And so I wanted to stay true to the franchise aspect of things. And so I went with McDaniel, who spent his majority, the majority, if not all, of his career uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. And I know that my man Tyler Sudarth is like, yeah, forks up, baby, Sun Devil, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know. So he's happy with that. So there we go. All right. Another franchise that's been around a long time and has had a lot of great players, and they won a lot of championships, but they haven't done it since Eisenhower was president, I think, the Detroit Lions. Mm, yeah. Now, I already took a running back. I took Jim Brown. Yeah. yeah oh, I'm tempted here, but instead, I'm going to go with a wide receiver. You are. Oh. Alvin Johnson. I think he's one of the best Lions of all time. And I don't have a big playmaking pass catcher yet, so I'm going to get. Megatron. I still don't know how we stopped him in the second half in 2000. <laughs> yeah. Because everything he did in the first half was like with ease. And yeah. I thought he was going to have seven touchdowns that day. I mean, he just went to town. So the lines are off the board for me. Yeah. Lines off the board for you. Now off the board for me, Bengals, Cowboys, Dolphins, Vikings, Texans, Rams. In doing this exercise, one of the things that you think about are your most recent franchises because those obviously, mathematically, would seemingly have fewer players that you would want to just grasp onto, and that's, that's the guy. Yep. So I got to finish my offensive line. So this one to me was easy because I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. And he was actually a Texan for a period. My final pick, and I will move him over to right tackle, and I feel okay with that. No, you got, you got one more. This is seven. One, two. Three. Yeah, I know. Oh. But I'm finishing my offensive line by oh, adding okay. Tony Baselli to my line. My two tackles are from USC. Both of them played in the AFC. <laughs> but I wasn't totally sure what I wanted to do with Jacksonville, even though I lived there, and I know they've had some players. I just felt like there wasn't anybody other than – to me, Baselli's the greatest Jaguar there's been. Mm -hmm. I think he should go into the Hall of Fame. It should be in the Hall of Fame. And I feel like he should have gone in with this crew, but he's not. But I wasn't sure exactly where I would go with the Jags. And so I was like, you know what? Baselli's the best Jaguar there's been. Finishes my offensive line. I feel good about that. Away we go. So now you have to, you have to decide on somebody from Jacksonville. Which oh, I know where I'm going to Jacksonville. It's easy. I, I'm, I'm going to wait. I don't need to do that now. But the Eagles, is a, that's a franchise that's tough. And because uh, they've had a lot of great players. But I think the drop-off after this guy is pretty substantial. So I'm going to go with Reggie White from the Eagles, the Minister of Defense. So I've got Reggie. I've got Lawrence Taylor. Now, that's a weird defense. What are you going to run? Are you going to run a 3-4, 4-3? I don't think it really matters. Who cares? Send any of that. So I'm going with Reggie White. All right. Uh, you can't take him from the Packers, but I didn't think you would. No. And that's who I'm going to go with. Okay. Quarterback, bro. Yeah. So 
I'm going back to the thought of most recent franchises um, because, to me, trying to trying to find all-time players in some sense from a particular franchise gets pretty difficult, especially after Baselli. I know you probably have one. I I actually have one that I could have gone with that might have been shocking, and I think he actually should be up for the Hall of Fame, but that, I'll leave that for a different time. And when you go to Jacksonville, you actually see him doing uh, the, the Chester Pitts thing with uh, like Chester does with you up on the board. You see him there, uh, but I don't want to give you any ideas, but he's a running back. You've already got a running back. So I'm going to the Carolina Panthers. And so at this point, Please I'm thinking, wait. yeah, I met him in 2011 at the Lombardi Awards. Ugh. I thought he was absolutely awesome. I loved him. I'm glad yeah. he ended up in Carolina. He was my nephew's and niece's favorite player. Everybody loves Luke Keekley. I'm adding the smartest defensive player ever. You don't get all – I have Luke Keekley, Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt. I feel very good about what I'm doing. Take the Carolina Panthers off the board. And, look, you're, you're not dead in the water with Panthers, but Panthers and Jags. Yeah. I know who you could go with the Panthers, and it actually would be a very, very good pick. Because, like you said when we started all this, you've got other jobs on a football team that you've got to get taken care of. And if you can do it with more than a player, do the, more jobs with one player, then you're going to be sitting pretty. So that was my eighth pick of the day, Luke Keekley from the Carolina Panthers. It's a good one. All right, you got, got one me. left. You got me. So we're going to just do eight today. I like this. Originally I said, hey, let's do 16, but we can break this up over four. And yeah. uh, this is going to be pretty easy to do as far as like setting it up and making it go and, and all that other stuff. But I've got a great right tackle – or excuse me, a great left tackle – and I think yes. I'm going to start start to round out my offensive line. As you know, I went to SMU. Uh, I was there yeah. in pretty pretty lean times. Not the leanest SMU times, but they were pretty lean. The Texas, uh, the, they, they had losing seasons. My freshman, junior, and senior years uh, went six and five as a sophomore. Played in the Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. That was our home stadium. We never played in a bowl game, but – the home stadium back then for the, the SMU Mustangs was the Cotton Bowl. And as you know, the Cotton Bowl seats, what, 70,000, 80,000? Yeah. We would routinely pack 16,000 on a good day. So crawl <laughs> out and kick your legs up. And uh, didn't see too many great players come through. Chris Fumatamafala, Brian Erlocker, I think they were some guys that we saw. Yeah. But one of the greatest SMU Mustangs of all time to play he came back and was the first coach after the death penalty to kind of get them back on their feet, did an admirable job there. But this guy was a hell of a football player for the Green Bay Packers. He was a right tackle. He's in the Hall of Fame. Many say he's maybe the, one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time. I'm going to go with Forrest Gregg. So I've got Forrest Gregg. I've got Walter Jones over at left tackle. I've got Bruce Matthews, sort of Roman wherever. He's, we're yeah. going to figure out a spot for him in the guard, center guard spot. But I'm going with Forrest Gregg. And I'm going to give you lots of options when we start picking again for the Packers. But to reiterate, your line, you started off with Anthony Munoz of the Bengals. Love yes. it. You got Larry Allen from the Cowboys. That was your second pick, offensive lineman. Your third pick with J.J. Watt, the Texans. 
He's a, he's a versatile guy. He can play end. He can yeah, play, do a lot of things. Play on the inside. We know that. You went with Aaron Donald. Man, you got Watt and Donald, two greatest defensive players of this decade. And then uh, after that, you had Stevenson, Dwight Stevenson, the center, all pro from the Dolphins. Randall McDaniel, all pro guard from the Vikings. You got Tony Baselli of the Jaguars. You took, I think he's probably the greatest Jaguar. You took him off the board. And then you wrap things up with probably the greatest Panther. And that was who I was going to pick, Luke Keekley at linebacker. That's a good, good unit. You've got a good start there, John. Neither of us have picked a quarterback yet. Yeah. And there's still time for that. I don't want to say that it's in this exercise, I feel like this was the that's the most that's the easiest position to pick. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong in that because I feel like I can go a lot of different ways with that particular pick. There are a couple of franchises I'm struggling with. Oh like, yeah. Where do like mm, where do I want to where do I really want to go with this? And so, back to quarterback, there's two franchises. I'll, I'll say three actually that I've looked at that I would really like to choose that quarterback, yeah. but they have perhaps the greatest player at their position. Yeah. At another spot, and in two cases. They've got two greater, two other players, so I can't yeah. go wrong. Like once one of us chooses one of these players, it's going to make it easier, you know. I think. To, to yeah. Well, I'm out of the Matt Shop business. Tony Banks, um, Brock Osweiler, because I took JJ Watt, so I, you know. But um, you know, with, you didn't say Sage Rosenfeld. So. Yeah, yeah, Sage. Sorry. Um, right, yeah, by taking Larry Allen, I'm out of the Tony Romo, Roger Staubach, Dak Prescott. You know. Cowboys, Cowboys business, but I feel like when I look at, I mean, no, no quarterback was taken, so I look at my top. I just wrote down my top six, and you can go. I mean, man, you can go however, however far you want to, to be honest with you, because we haven't taken one. So I, that, that to me is the biggest curiosity is how that will unfold, and I, I just got to make sure I don't pin myself into a corner because I just look at a couple of franchises and go, man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really, I really don't know. So. So I gave the rundown of yours. Here's yeah, what's mine. yours? I went. Deion Sanders from the Falcons. Lawrence Taylor from the Giants. I think I got the greatest cover corner and one of the greatest pass rushers of all time. Then I got uh, Jim Brown from the Browns. Bruce Matthews from the Oilers. Walter Jones from the Seahawks. Calvin Johnson from the Lions. Reggie White from the Eagles. And Forrest Gregg from the Packers. So I like where I'm sitting. You like where you're sitting. I think you're the like, first. There's no loser in this game. There's no, no. no. I think I think people will think will look at yours and and go, yeah, 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 yeah. Dion, Lt, Jim Brown. You got the Jim Brown. You know, because people are familiar uh, with them. I went with the. I'm going to build my offensive line. That's so. You know, people are like, oh, you took Tony Baselli. Of course, here in Houston, because Tony Baselli is some kind of bad word in, in Houston. There's a strategy to this, and you're following. Yeah. I think a sound strategy. You're cheap. Yeah. you're getting like the tough franchises out of the way. Yeah. Now there are still a few to handle, but I look at it and go, I've got multiple names for all my franchises. Oh, and also, like you said, we still have to draft a punter and a kicker. So. Yeah. I think we might draft a punter from the same franchise, to be honest. But that's uh, – I don't want to give anything away, but we could. We'll see. See, I took my punter off the board when I took Reggie White because I was thinking about taking ah. – Randall. I'm not joking. I, I was thinking about taking Randall Cunningham. Oh, yeah. I like, did too. late in this process, but I was like, uh, he's too dang good. I'm not no, – don't, don't, don't. So, I, I might have just given you an idea. 
Uh, no, I, no, I, I mean, listen, we, uh, I'm thinking about this. I split up my team, 15 offensive players, 15 defensive players, and two specialists. That's how I split it up. So there's well, room also, for – also got your long snapper out of the way because J.J. Watt is, yes. at times has been on the depth chart. Now, like, not high on the depth chart, but like the third long yeah. snapper. He's capable of doing that. So I got a lot – I feel with my offensive line in place – uh, I think Stevenson can handle that, and, and we'll go from there. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think the next 8 through 16 becomes really interesting. And I want to see – my curiosity is how you will attack the younger franchises, the Texans, the Panthers, the Jags, how you go about looking at those franchises. That's going to be interesting to me. Who you yep. It's fun, man. We'll do this again next Good. week. This has been In the Lab.